Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to podcast 12. So I am really working on enjoying all the things in my life at the moment and appreciating the beauty of everything around me. So this week, I was really grateful for my two beautiful boys. So my older one, Vivan, who is just so caring and always checks in on me when I have hurt myself. When I just embrace and embrace that, it feels so nice to me. And my younger one, Vire, who comes and kisses my knee when I'm sitting down and tells me he loves me. So these moments are so precious and my brain kind of often wants to move into the worrying about something or kind of you know, thinking about the next thing that I have to get done on my to-do list or something like that. But I'm really working on staying present with all of these amazing things in my life. So today we are talking about feelings. So this makes up a huge amount of the, of work I do with my clients. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and summarize it as much as possible. But I know that in future podcasts, we will be covering a lot of this as well. So what are feelings? So I know I've touched on this in previous podcasts, but I'm just going to go over a little bit of it. So feelings are vibrations in our body and they are created by our thoughts. So remember the self-coaching model, we have facts in the world, so circumstances, and we then have thoughts about those circumstances, which then make us feel a certain way, which then lead us to take certain actions or inactions which then create our results. So our feelings are created by our thinking. And what are our thoughts? They're just sentences in our brain. So let's give you an example so that we can see how this plays out. So imagine that you are with your partner And imagine that your partner is cheating on you, but you didn't know. If you're in that space of not knowing, you'd still be feeling love towards them. When you find out that they're cheating, the feeling may change to angry because you're thinking he's cheating on me and he shouldn't. Most people think that they are feeling angry because the partner cheated. But if you think about the model, the partner cheating is a fact. And so the reason that you're feeling angry is not because of the partner cheating, but because of the thought he's cheating on me and he shouldn't be. Think about it this way. The partner may have been cheating on you for years, but you may not have known about it. So you weren't feeling angry for years. You were only feeling angry the moment you found out that he was cheating the moment you started thinking he is cheating on me and he shouldn't be so this is why you can see that 
the feeling is caused by a thought in your brain as opposed to the facts or the circumstances. The circumstances and facts don't cause our feelings, our thinking does. So one important question that I ask all my clients when we start is, how do you want to feel? And most people say, I want to be happy all the time. Society makes us think that if we buy this drink or if we eat this food or if we buy this gadget, that will be happy. But the reality is that life isn't all hunky-dory. It's not all happy. And the reality is we're not meant to be happy all the time. Most people feel guilty that they're not often, that they're not feeling positive all the time. But if we're happy all the time, how do we even know that we're happy? We need the contrast of the sadness to actually appreciate the happiness, right? And if we said that we wanted to be happy all the time, we'd actually have to be happy during situations where we may not want to be happy. For example, our partner cheating on us or our children shouting at us, right? So the reality is that we're supposed to feel negative emotion 50% of the time. When I accepted this, oh my gosh, it provided me with so much freedom. When I was like, what, the aim of the life isn't to be happy? What? When I realized that it is to live an authentic human experience with experiencing all the emotions, be that positive or negative. So the more contrast of emotions that we have, the more alive that we actually are. And it kind of shows the reality of our life. So now I use my negative emotions as a guide to show me that I'm actually normal and that every experience will have positive and negative. So I'll give you an example from the weekend. So I took the boys to the cinema at the weekend and this was the first time since the restrictions eased. And so Rick was doing Seva, so it was just me with both boys. And I was a bit nervous because it was Vera's first time at the cinema and at home when he's kind of watching TV or something, he gets a bit bored. And so he kind of likes to walk around or run around or kind of play with his toys whilst Vivan's watching TV, basically. And so I knew that when I was going to take them, that there was going to be some negative emotion associated with that so I braced myself for it and I was just accepting that yeah sometimes I do struggle with them at home so taking them out and about for the first time was a little bit scary for me and so I knew I'd love some aspects of it but when they didn't hold my hand when I asked them to or when Vivan ran off down the stairs and I had to shout his name out in the middle of the cinema I reassured myself that this was the negative 50% and this was actually normal and this was supposed to happen. And this actually stopped me from kind of going into the drama of me not being good enough as a mom and kind of questioning how can I not handle my two kids, you know, etc, etc. It just allowed me to feel it and not actually push it away. So one of the main skills I teach my clients is how to feel their emotions. And whenever I talk about this, most people think it's weird or soft. And 
I thought the same when I got coached. I was thinking, I'm a doctor. I like to know the science behind this stuff. This stuff seems like too woo and weird for me. But truly, if you learn this one skill, it will change your life. And it truly changed my life. So when you're willing to feel any emotion, there's nothing that you won't do. Because when you know that the emotion is just a vibration in your body and it can't harm you, and that every emotion is just temporary, be it the positive ones and the negative ones, then you won't be so afraid to do stuff because of a negative emotion. So the three things that most people do with their emotions instead of allowing them are resisting them, reacting to them and avoiding them. So let's go through each of them so we know what each of them mean. So the first thing is resisting an emotion. So that's when you are trying to push the emotion away. So what often happens is when you're trying to push it away, it ends up getting stronger and you actually get no relief from the emotion. So I like to use the analogy of kind of a beach ball being pushed underwater. And a beach ball kind of floating on water is quite kind of um, is quite easy and it doesn't doesn't take any energy but when you try and push it underwater and keep it underwater that's when it kind of takes up a lot of energy so when you are resisting an emotion it actually takes up more energy and it ends up kind of feeling even stronger and you don't get any relief from that emotion another analogy is imagine you've got a door and a door is kind of being, you're, you're basically trying to close a door and there's a gust of wind that's trying to blow the door open. When you're resisting an emotion, you're trying to blow that door shut. You're trying to blow that door shut. And then the gust of wind is so strong that it just kind of blows it open and you get kind of flung to the side. That's the same thing with resisting an emotion. When you're trying to push it away, it becomes stronger and then you kind of feel even worse when you're resisting it. The second thing that we can do with our emotions is react to our emotion. So this may show up as shouting back, being in a strop, giving someone the silent treatment when we're feeling an emotion. So when we're reacting to an emotion, we are not feeling it either. And so then what ends up happening is the emotion ends up still staying there and not being processed. The third thing that we can do with our feelings is avoid them. So this is where buffering comes in. Buffering means avoiding a negative emotion by distracting ourselves with something else. So buffering can be in the form of overeating, overdrinking alcohol, overspending, overworking, procrastinating, using social media, overwatching Netflix. And whenever we are doing these things, we are avoiding a negative emotion by distracting ourselves with something else. So this is why most of us overeat because we don't want to feel the negative emotions that are actually meant to be there in our life. And if we know that we've got a 50-50 life, 
that actually 50% of our life is meant to be positive emotion and 50% is meant to be negative emotion, then we would appreciate that this is just how it's meant to be and we wouldn't want to overeat. I know in my journey, when I initially started overeating, which I'd been doing for decades, I wanted to carry that on because that was the norm for me. And when I started losing weight and I started actually being aware of my kind of emotions and not wanting to use food to make it better, I noticed that initially what happened is I shifted my buffer to over shopping instead. So I'll be doing another podcast on this because I think um, a lot of you may be in this situation, but I had bags and bags or worth of stuff that I had accumulated over my maternity leaves because I was struggling to process the negative emotions associated with having two children under two and basically struggling to manage with all of that basically. And so I used to go out and shop and I had bags and bags worth of stuff that I bought that was brand new with tags and I had used the buying to decrease the negative emotion because when I ended up doing these things I got a a rush of dopamine which is the feel-good hormone so I actually felt good in the moment but remember whenever I'm doing any of these things to kind of avoid my negative emotion it feels good in the moment but then there's always a net negative so with the over shopping the net negative was I accumulated so much stuff that I didn't know what to do with And I spent so much money that I actually didn't really want to spend because I was already on maternity leave and I was already on a decreased salary because of that. So the interesting thing was that initially in the moment I got a a dopamine hit because I was like, my primitive brain was like, yes, do it. Because remember, my primitive brain only wants me to seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how I am. So it was very pleasurable for my primitive brain to do that. And this is the reason why we all overeat as well because in the moment it feels amazing and this is why we keep doing it because the primitive brain doesn't associate the long-term negatives that you will get from the overeating so when I used to overeat my primitive brain didn't think about me feeling bloated sluggish tired it didn't think about me gaining weight it didn't think about me beating myself up it didn't think about me not fitting in my clothes It just thought about the dopamine hit that it would get from the food. So when I started kind of learning how to feel my emotions, I didn't need that food to actually make me feel better. I didn't need that food to distract me from the negative emotions because I knew that actually the negative emotion was literally just a vibration in my body and it couldn't harm me. And so this is some of the work that we do with my clients. We actually practice allowing the emotion. We practice feeling the negative emotion. And how do we do that? We actually kind of become open to it. We describe the emotion. We describe where we're feeling it in our body. And often we don't even know what it feels like to feel an emotion because we've been resisting the emotion for so long or we've been buffering for so long that we actually don't know what it feels like to feel the emotion. But when we're willing to be in the discomfort of feeling the negative emotion, it does kind of feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but there are tremendous benefits from actually feeling it. And actually, we can actually think about, do we want the discomfort of feeling the emotion 
or do we want the discomfort of actually staying how we are, overeating and getting the results that we don't want? So when there's discomfort either way, which discomfort are we going to choose? The discomfort of feeling an emotion and actually growing from that or the discomfort of staying the same and having no growth? So when we're in full acceptance of the emotion and not trying to push it away, that's when it has no power over us. And we can learn how to feel the negative and the positive, right? So I'll give you an example. I was feeling disappointed last week. So when it came up, I named it and I said, okay, this is disappointment. And I basically just relaxed my body and I reassured myself that this is actually part of my human experience. And that this was part of my human experience as much as any positive emotion. And then I said to myself, everyone experiences discomfort. Everyone experiences disappointment. So then I actually say it to myself, Miss World experiences disappointment. The prime minister experiences disappointment. Everyone does. And it's just a vibration in my body. And sometimes it actually makes me feel quite brave to allow it to come in because I'm like thinking, I'm doing something that I've been resisting or pushing away for decades of my life. And that actually makes me feel quite accomplished. So when I was experiencing the disappointment, it often came in waves. And it was because I kept thinking about the sentence in my brain, the thought that was actually causing me disappointment. And when I allowed the disappointment, each time it came up and named it and tried to find where I was feeling the disappointment in my body and be at one with that, I was able to feel the disappointment all the way through. And what I noticed was that when I'm willing to experience all of these negative emotions, disappointment, shame, anger, humiliation, and when I'm actually willing to go towards them rather than push them away, I noticed that I was able to connect with my clients on an even deeper level because when they're experiencing the disappointment, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the frustration, any of those emotions, because I'm willing to experience them in my body, I can actually connect with them on on a much deeper level. So me learning and getting better at feeling my emotions actually helps me coach my clients better and enable them to feel their emotions better. So when I self-coach or get coached by my coaches, I'm very aware of feeling my emotions and I learn how to feel them and I learn that they actually flow through me as part of my human experience. So when I own all my negative emotion, This is my disappointment that I'm actually feeling this disappointment because of a sentence in my brain that I take full responsibility for feeling this emotion and that yes, it will feel rubbish right now, but it's part of my human experience. Then I start kind of accepting myself for who I am and being with myself through the negative emotion. So When I say to myself that this is a negative emotion, I'm going to let this be a part of my life rather than trying to push it away, then actually the fear of the emotion and the resistance of feeling the emotion goes away. Because actually, when you're thinking about it, the 
trying to push this this beach ball underwater, trying to push this emotion away, actually feels much worse than actually feeling the negative emotion. So when I'm staying present with myself and actually being willing to feel the emotion, my life has become so much better. So you may think, how can it become better if you're actually feeling the negative emotions? Those negative emotions are uncomfortable. Yes, they are uncomfortable, but they're no way as uncomfortable as our brains make out. They are a vibration in our bodies that actually can't harm us. And yes, they do feel a bit uncomfortable, but they don't last very long if we are willing to feel them and they can't harm us. So when I kind of remind myself of that, it provides me so much freedom and it allows me to experience the true authentic human experience that I was put on this earth to feel. So as a reminder, I have an amazing free eight-step guide to permanent weight loss on my website, www.amrutycoaching.com. Go and get it now. It's amazing. It's a free PDF that you can download and it has eight steps to permanent weight loss on there. And what I urge you to do is start off with any of the steps and make that a habit and then move on to the next one. And you will definitely experience permanent weight loss if you go and do all eight things. So another thing is if you would like to be added to the waiting list for the September coaching group, you can do that on my website as well. And if you would like to take up one of the last few one-to-one coaching spots, then you can email me and my email address is on my website. So I will see you again next week, ladies. Take care. Bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.